Welcome back to another episode of Meredith with a Y. I am your host, Meredith Willits, and I am fresh back from my trip to Ireland, which I have to say was way more enlightening and amazing than I even thought it was going to be. So stay with me. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. So I'm back, and it was amazing, and it was way different than I thought it would be to see so many people walking around that looked very similar to myself. It was very enlightening and grounding and uh, kind of spiritual, actually. And I really didn't expect that at all. We had two really amazing drivers, one that was just a short trip from the airport to our hotel the first day. And he was very enlightening about so much of Irish culture and history and problems in Ireland with being colonized by the English And that was really eye-opening because, you know, being in America, you can read whatever you want, and whatever you read is usually one-sided and is given to you from your school or your family. And so to hear it straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, was really enlightening and really eye-opening and really jarring. So... So that was that was pretty amazing. I I have had a bit of disdain for this whole with the queen dying and I have a lot of friends that are you know mourning the loss of Queen Elizabeth and just to hear about how Ireland and the people of Ireland were really uh, devastated by being colonized by England in such a visceral way. So to give you what I heard and what was told to me, which I was shocked by because I I said, I think I've talked about it here, that one of my great-grandfathers actually committed suicide during the potato famine because he was a potato farmer. And the way I'd always heard it was that Ireland, you know, was this mass producer of potatoes and because of it, they died. You know, people were dying and leaving Ireland. And what he had told us in the very first moments of arriving to Ireland was that uh, the potato famine had actually happened in, I think he said, four countries. But the difference was that Ireland had been colonized by England. And so England was taking all of the food, that there was plenty of food in Ireland, but they were not allowed to eat it. It was being shipped back to England. I did not know this. I thought that Ireland was just stuck and just doomed because of the potato famine, not the case. Potato famine happened other places. They were fine. Um, The other thing that he talked about was the fact that the Irish people, when they were colonized by England, 
if they did something wrong, they were shipped off to other countries, one being America. This could happen for the smallest of offenses. Because there were no prisons, all criminals were just shipped off the island, shipped away. And this, again, I did not know. So when they talked about, well, in in school, you know, it sounded like there were these horrible criminals being shipped off to America from Ireland for these heinous offenses, and that all Irish people that had landed and ended up in America were there because of, one, the potato famine, or two, because they were hardened criminals. Again, not the case. So I've done so much work really trying to learn about colonization by England to other countries, most of those countries being brown-skinned people countries, that I really hadn't done the work to understand how England colonized Ireland. And then we can see it you know, in our history books, the colonization, but it seemed more natural, oddly, very oddly, in America. But just as they colonized Ireland, they colonized the Native people of the Americas, so the Native Americans, and sent whomever to America and continued to rule and take the goods, which we're seeing if you're watching anything about the queen or have been watching about the queen's death and what they're trying to get back the jewels and gems from, you know, South Africa to um, India, they're calling for these, these riches to be returned. And I thought it was a big deal, but I never really made it personal. I never really understood how personal this colonization could be because my skin is white. And it was really devastating to hear that for 40 years, the English rule in Ireland caused so much loss, so much change. And one of the, we went to a food tasting the last full day that we were there and they were talking about this. I know I'm going to say it wrong, but poutine, which is, it's basically like an Irish um, what moonshine. And this had been distilled for hundreds, if not thousands of years in Ireland. And different families distilled this. And then they had made it, you know, more streamlined. So it was, it was more, it was done properly. And the English, when they came over and colonized England, or sorry, Ireland, they they disallowed the production of the poutine alcohol because it was an, of an Irish tradition. And it, it infuriated me because how many other traditions are being or have been lost in many, many countries because of this English colonization and removal of traditions, removal of food, goods, jewels, riches, money, taxation without representation. It's just, it's really, really mind-blowing. And, you know, while we were in Ireland, there was this huge hurricane going through Florida. And when we lived in Florida, you know, a hurricane goes through, it's your number one, you know, life situation. It's, it's, It's happening to you. 
And sure, if you have friends there or family there, or maybe you don't know anyone who's going through a hurricane or a tornado, it's very othering. It's the other person. You're going about your normal day. They're going through trauma. You understand. It's sad. It's upsetting. It's devastating to see the losses. But there's still an otherness to it. And when I have been hearing of these stories of millions of dollars and tons of traditions and language and culture and religion, be it native traditions or, you know, traditions of hair or food or song or, or, the, or the language people speak. When you hear about these dark-skinned countries having this happen to them in the name usually of Christianity, it's it's other. It's just them. And by going to Ireland, it was me. It was my people. It was my country, people that look like me, having devastation and devastating consequences to colonization in the name of Christianity, in the name of being proper. And it's still going on, yet not as violently in Belfast, where, and this I didn't understand either. I mean, when I was growing up, the IRA, they were violent, they were criminals, they were gangs. And honestly, as it was being told to me over the week, the IRA was actually just trying to get the English rule out of their country. Now, in Belfast, the way it was described to me is that the Protestants, which are the English, and then there's the Catholics, which are the Irish people now since the 90s live in, quote, harmony in that part of the Northern Ireland country. I find it fascinating that the Protestants, the English, it's divided in that way by country and by religion. Now, of course, you'll see some Protestant churches throughout Ireland, but there's still this sense of Protestant versus English. But again, it is now since the 90s, it is done peacefully. But at the same time, I was told by someone that when the queen had died, that they did not feel safe being in Belfast with their license plate of Southern Ireland. So it is still very much a situation that is going on there. And so I did a podcast with Joe Luman back in another series, and I I'll have my editor put that in the show notes with Joe Luman uh, about colonization and Christian toxicity and so on and so forth. And when we do anything in the name of God or religion to take over a people and we, we call it good because we're saving them from being a native or being an other or being brown skinned. It's, in my opinion, that is taking the Lord's name in vain. It really is. And you can say, you know, God damn it, or Jesus Christ, or whatever. That, to me, 
as I've seen over these last couple of decades of really opening my eyes to what the Bible means and 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 all of these things, to me, destroying a culture and a people and stealing from them to the point of starvation for four decades, which is how long the people of Ireland were starved. To me, that is taking the Lord's name in vain. And, you know, a lot of people love the pomp and circumstance of the monarchy. And they say, oh, well, it just, they don't have anything to do with politics. They're apolitical. If you are in a position of power, be you a Hollywood star, a politician, just a wealthy person in general, any sort of power where there is a discrepancy between yourself and the the common person, that is political. Just because people don't vote you into power and you, quote, don't have a say in politics, you still have a place of power. And the monarchy has become less political, per se, but it hasn't always been that way. And because they have not done anything to remedy, to rectify, to make right the wrongs of the past by not returning the gems, the jewels, the money, etc., back to the peoples of the countries that they have colonized, they are still in the wrong. You can't just say it wasn't me but still benefit from the wrongs of the people that came before you, which is exactly what we do here in the United States. And I would I would ask anyone out there who has a hard time with reparations, who has a hard time with things like returning things that were, quote, gifts given to the monarchy by colonized nations, when when the queen or the king or the monarchy of England comes into a country and colonizes it and creates rule and dominion over a country and the people, there is no such thing as a gift. And if you want proof of this, I would ask you to look to a boss employee, a teacher-student, a parent-child relationship. When someone has rule over you, there are no gifts. That is manipulation. It is power over. There is fear involved. And you are just trying to make the best of a situation and not get killed. And so when you look at America, when you look at the colonization, at slavery, at these these peoples and say, oh, that was a gift or it's it's no big deal. The colonization is over. They have their autonomy back, but they're still a poor country. They're still devastated where, you know, England and the monarchy are sitting on billions of dollars. You have to ask yourself, at what cost? At what price? Are they still benefiting from the wrongs of the past? I find it absolutely fascinating. And you might love the queen and the princesses and the princes and all this stuff, but you, and, and I get it. Everyone wants to be a princess, right? Everyone, like, that's, you know, growing up. And maybe Disney has some part in that. 
and sustaining that theology of the princess and how that they can do no wrong. And that's what we aspire to be. But is it worth it to devastate a country and and starve people? Because when you take the goods of a country, when you take the wealth, the food, the culture, the language, when you keep people from their traditions, when you decimate a country in the name of religion or being proper versus being a native, you have to follow the money. And I never, ever looked at my Irish heritage as being a part of the devastation. Now, clearly, moving forward in the United States, the Irish were brought here and they were put into being an indentured servant, wherein they had to pay off, you know, 10 years as as indentured servants, I know I'm getting the word wrong, where they had to work off their their fare, their boat ride, or their fine. And so to do so, they had to work in the fields, they had to work on properties for a decade, of course, and they never were able to pay that off because they had to pay rent. And so then they didn't really pay off their freedom. But moving forward, my white skin being an Irish descendant does not affect me in the same way that having dark skin does. You are forever in the space of being a descendant of slaves, whereas American Irish people do not have that same stigma attached to them in this time. And so obviously things have changed, wherein for Black people it has not. But I was shocked to find myself as angry as I was and as sad as I was and and frustrated as I was to being a part of this system that both benefits from, but my ancestors were devastated from colonization. And so it was it was very eye-opening. You know, driving through the <laughs> the quote streets of the country, you know, in the countryside of Ireland, and the the streetways are basically a driveway. They're they're one single car width, and my driver was amazing and drove three thousand miles an hour, but he was so great and just you know told us stuff and was so funny and he really made our trip even better than it was already. I'd love to take my kids back. I think that if you have the opportunity to visit the country that you are from, your family is from, even if you're you're lots of different parts, maybe the one that you identify with or that you're the most of, go back if you can and to that country. I think that you'll be amazed to see people that look like you and say things like you, just even our driver. And in in Ohio, everyone says, sorry, 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 instead of excuse me. And it was super fun to hear everyone say, sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) In Ireland, I'm like, oh my God, I say that. And people in Ohio say that. Or just listening to the different mannerisms of our driver. He was about, I think, seven years older than me. 
maybe a little bit more. And just the the mannerisms that are so exactly me. And the things that he would say or do, and it was so resonated with who I am. And it wasn't like I was reaching, like they were obvious things that I do and say, and the quick wittedness of him. And it's just, it was really cool to be around, really cool to be around. So if you have the opportunity to go, quote, home and see your people and see where you came from instead of the homogenized United States. Or if you're so blessed, I know so many people from around the world listen to this podcast. Really dive into your culture if you don't already. You know, really appreciate where you're from and that you do get to be around people that look like you every day. Find the beauty in in your features, in your skin color, in your eye color, in your mannerisms, in your food, in the way that you celebrate, and you know, really have uh, love for that because it is a part of you, whether you've been around it or not. I've never been to Ireland, and my I think I would be. A third generation American. I believe my great grandparents came over from Ireland, if I remember correctly. So my great grandpa O'Brien, and then my my grandma's side, they came over. So I would be a third generation American, and so to be so removed from my culture, we've so removed from my heritage, my DNA, if you will, but to see so many similarities and to feel so um, apart, even though I'm so American, it was really, really cool. So be open-minded to to all of it, to hearing things that maybe make you uncomfortable that you're a part of. And if you are a part of the English heritage where you know, bad things happened, that doesn't mean that you need to be a part of it today. Be open-minded and see how colonization and how uh, Christian and Christianity and taking over people's lives and places can be very devastating. You know, it doesn't matter what side of the coin that you're on. Recognize that you could be on both sides and still have respect and understanding for what's going on out there. So anyways, that's my rant. That's my download. My husband and I had a beautiful time there. I was ridiculously surprised. I was amazingly, it was a pleasant surprise. It was beautiful. We saw uh, castles. I kissed the Blarney Stone and flashed half of Ireland because I wore a dress to do that. Thank God I had on tights because you have to lay on your back and stretch down over, I don't know, a couple thousand feet of space. It's intimidating. The video is on Instagram if you want to see. Thank God my husband had the angles right because you can't see me flashing half of Ireland. When I stood up, I apologized to everyone standing in line for flashing them and they all laughed, which, yeah, there's that. But It was just really cool to walk through the castles. Another thing, too, is if you do travel outside the United States, it is absolutely amazing what you can do in other countries that you would never be allowed to do in the United States. Dangers, walking down spiral staircases made of stone that are slippery as the day is long. 
the lawyers have not gotten to other countries in quite the same way that they have gotten to the United States. So there's a lot less warnings, a lot more freedoms. It's pretty amazing what you can do in other countries where in the United States, it is nothing but lawyers and red tape for things that you can and can't do. But I was blessed to be able to climb up the stairs of the Blarney Castle death-defying, literally. I mean, it's a wonder people aren't killed there every day, but it's totally worth it. So if you do have an opportunity, when I was up at the top, one girl didn't want to do it. She was afraid. I talked her into it. Another gal, she was afraid, but she was literally shaking like a leaf. She's like, I was here 30 years ago. I don't need to do it, but I got her photo in front of it, trying to root at my fellow females along to do something that's pretty scary. And, you know, just being around different people is lovely. So thanks so much for listening this week. And I will see you here again next week. If you haven't signed up for the retreat, it closes this week. The Glow Retreat 2022 in Honesdale, Pennsylvania. The doors closed for signing up for that this week. The 7th, I believe, is the last day you can register for the Glow Retreat. It looks like we are all going to be in the hotel rooms. It is going to be a very intimate retreat. I am going to be doing a talk. We're going to be doing Q&As, yoga every morning with my friend Thomas Schutt. Letha J is going to be there with Valerie Inez. We're going to be talking about manifestation and self-limiting beliefs. I'm going to be talking about everything you want, how to get your glow, how to not live in the past. And we're, I'm going to be doing the aesthetic dance session. So you're listening to this October 4th. You have three days to sign up for this retreat. It's the 13th through the 16th. I don't know if we're going to be doing this again. And if so, where? So if you are in the Pennsylvania area or you can get yourself there, please sign up because it's never going to be the same again. This is going to be monumental. I'm right off a trip. I'm ready to go. And so are the other two ladies. So sign up. That's in the show notes, glow-retreat.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to message me on Instagram or email me at meredithwillets at gmail.com. I'm happy to talk to you. So hope to see you there next week at Glow Retreat. And I will be talking to you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillets.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.